0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lance. I'm your host James Lankford, and my guest today is one of the hosts of Bet the House podcast, Mr. Ken Boyd. Thank you for joining me.
1: What's good? What's good, man? How you feeling, man? I'm good. How about you? Ah, uh, I'm alive, man. I think that's the best thing in the world right now.
0: Hey, man, you we we finally getting this done. out of hand to cancel, reschedule, cancel, reschedule, right. and, and now we finally good to go. Yes, sir. So let's let's start with the podcast. What year did you what did what year did you launch?
1: I launched in uh twenty twenty nineteen, uh June ish.
0: What made you decide? To, what made you decide to start recording? Right, so
1: I, I was I was on this other this other podcast, and um, their direction was a little bit different than mine's and i just felt like it's watching them i just felt like yo i could do this myself i felt like um i wanted something where there wasn't any limit or hold on what we were saying and doing you know it was too many restrictions and i just wanted something that fit me fit my life i don't i don't hold nothing back i believe You have to get out there and you have to get it every single day, every single minute, because tomorrow is not promised. So I wanted a podcast like that. I wanted something that I could be myself and anybody that came on around could be themselves. And we had fun doing it. So that was the goal. And I just ran with it. I just went with it. I had, you know, I had a mission and I wasn't going to stop till it was complete.
0: When you initially had the thought, because you when you initially had the thought, did you want it to be just you as a host or you always wanted co-host?
1: It started off just me.
0: Okay.
1: I had people that agreed to do it and then uh, had me do all the advertising and the promo, and then they canceled out on me at the last minute. And then, um, so for, I was doing it monthly. Like I was doing monthly episodes and I really wanted to do uh, weekly. So for like the first six months, it was just me. And I had a uh, guest host and all of that, but the the brand was just me. And then um, I started to lose faith in doing it because I was like, this could be really dope if I get the right combination of people around to do it. And um, before she was my wife, Shantae was the, the person that was like, yo, I don't know nothing about podcasting, but I see your dedication in it. So if you need somebody to, uh, get on here with you and, and, you know, I'll do it. And then, you know, she said she'll do it until other people came. And then, um, it's, it's a total of five of us now. Uh, me, her, uh, J Day, Dela Faye, and DLP, um, uh, and Red. Red usually co-hosts from time to time, also. So yeah, it it started off with just me, man, and it was rough. But um, I like my team. I think I think uh, they are some of the most dope people you could ever meet. So it makes me go harder knowing that, you know. And these are all people. With the exception of Dale that had never done podcasting before. And for them to take that leap of faith and and do this with me, it was it was crazy. And that's what makes me go harder knowing that you have all these eyeballs watching you and you're leading. You have to lead. They expect you to lead them to good places. So um they are the calm of my storm. Cause you know, I'm pretty wild, pretty, uh, controversial. So, um, having strong people around you makes your team better. So that's what I felt like I wanted to do. This is what I felt like I wanted to do. This is what I felt like I'm good at. Cause I did rapping. I was, I was a rapper before I wanted to do podcasting. So this is, this felt like more of my lane. It made me feel better. Like I was with it
0: what are some of the challenges, because it's five of y'all, so, you know, five people, five different perspectives,
1: so what's some of the challenges you all faced while recording? Um, I think the only challenge that we had was COVID. You know, mm. um, because I think we've only actually done maybe, like, three episodes um, as a whole together in person. Um, so... COVID really put a damn on that. So we were doing, we were doing Zooms. Uh, We've done six seasons. We just wrapped six seasons, six up last week. Um, This season was a challenge because uh, Della Faye does music. She's an R&B, she's an R&B and a rapper. So she's been doing her music thing since the world is starting to open back up. And then, uh, Dale's in Texas. J-Day is uh, working on his soap business. So I knew this season was going to be tough to get people scheduling together. So that is why I came up with the idea that this whole season, I was just going to work with other different podcasts to fill the gap. So that was the biggest challenge. I think, I think creatively, we all have our own opinions. And again, that's what makes the show so dope when you have people You don't have a whole bunch of yes men. And I agree with you, even though I don't agree with you. You have five deeply opinionated people who believe in what they're doing. And me, me personally, I'm in the middle of that because, again, I'm very controversial. I will speak my mind. I won't let anybody put me in a box. So that would be the only challenge I really feel like we don't I've never had anybody walk off set or anything like that. I think it's just COVID. COVID interfered with the chemistry in person. So that... You
0: guys were recording. You guys actually are recording in
1: person? um, Me and Shantae do. But then uh, the other two... Dale's in Texas. Jade's in Chicago. Della Faye's all over. Uh, Last I checked, she's in Hawaii right now. So... um, we've only done like three episodes together. Well, minus Dale, but we've only done like three episodes out of like a hundred and a hundred and something together since, because again, it was just me. And I did like 20 episodes by myself before they came along. So we've never, we, and, and that's what I'm waiting on for when the world opens up. Cause we, I had plans for a studio. I was going to have a studio in Chicago. I was going to have a studio in Minnesota and then um, that was before COVID came and shut everything down and it, it just threw me for a loop. So that was the biggest challenge, you know, but we do Zooms and we get it done. So that's. Let me ask you how, what's the difference for you personally recording
0: in person? How does that affect you personally?
1: Well, um, before I started doing the zooms, like how I would get my clips and my footage, I got a, uh, a video camera. So, um, that is how, before I did my zooms, I got my footage. So it's like, um, I would have people on the phone and it was like in the clips, you can hear the person talking, but you know, a lot of times I learned that people like seeing a, uh, a face with the voice, especially if you're doing a video video. I know, I know people like you have just a straight audio, but it's like when you're doing, when you're doing a video and you're putting clips, you don't want, I mean, a lot of people were telling me, okay, yeah, I like what he's saying, but who's that saying and who's this, who's that. So I think I got really tired and I think that's the major difference. And plus, not, but again, nothing beats the camaraderie of being around your people. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's where the energy and the chemistry and everything comes from. So that was the only main difference for me.
0: Let me tell you something, because it's, I'm, I'm, it's interesting you brought that up. So this for my listeners and you too, and I'm going to have a moment of transparency. So one of the reasons I don't use video, the big one of the biggest reasons is my internet could be a little shaky. That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> And number two, especially, I, I'm going to be honest, even me, like if I'm not, if I don't have a haircut and I don't feel Facts. good, Facts. I don't really want to be on camera. But it's really harder to get women to do the video because they got to which I totally understand. They hair got to be done and makeup got to be done. And they Facts. don't know who's watching this video. Facts. <laughs> so, so one of the ways that it cuts down on me getting turned down it said, oh, we just use audio. So, so when they hear we just doing audio, they're much more receptive to doing a podcast. And I don't, if you you listen to you, and I appreciate your support, by the way. Nice. You've listened to some of my episodes. And if you notice, I only, I, I usually only have one person. And the reason for that is because I like to keep the conversation very detail i like to have one perspective and i don't want people trying to put a name with a face like when it's a bunch of people even if it's whenever whenever it's more than one they have to try to envision what that person looks like Mm -hmm. so when i post it, when i understand what you're saying and that's something that i'm working on moving forward
1: yeah i i man like i have learned so much you know, from going to doing things by myself to being in a group. So I've learned so much and I always try to implement everything. Like I find myself, and I do this a lot. I will listen to other people's shows. I will watch other people's shows. I will watch their body language, their hand gestures, everything. And I'll be like, okay, I should try that or I should implement that. Or, you know, I I pick... Bits and pieces, and I try to, you know, because that's what podcasting is about: perfecting your craft and making yourself go how you want. I think a lot of times people try to put people in a box and tell you how to think and how to move and how to talk. And sometimes it's just good just to do your own thing, you know. Yeah. It's it's not a, a a sprint; it's a marathon, you know. So that's what I had to understand. That's my biggest. Lesson in this. I wanted things to go how I wanted them to go quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then I realized I could still want things to go how I want to go, but it's not gonna be quick, fast, and in a hurry. If you want it right, you have to take your time. And that's what I would tell anybody mm-hmm. out there that want to do something big: take your time. Okay. Are you when the, you
0: you mentioned the world opening back up, but you've you've been able to put out some really good content virtual and it's it's also allowed you to have guests that you may not have been able to have if you were strictly in person so are you going to continue the virtual piece the virtual piece of your podcast or are you going to go strictly to in person
1: um i think i'm going to continue to do both um okay. when the world opens back up um i'm still think i'm going to continue to do both i think a, a lot of times um we get scared we 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 get cautious and we don't like change so i think i'm going to continue to do uh what i've been doing and hopefully it'll work out where i like doing both you mm-hmm. know i like doing both for the some of the reasons that you said you know it's it's always good you know um i never really I really just started doing the video thing because I was trying to build my uh, YouTube page. So I Uh, just really started doing that. Okay.
0: Okay. What can listeners expect when they tune into your
1: podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think what I, what what the most important thing I think people is going to get is, uh, honesty. I think a lot of times I'm going to speak my mind. You got to know that. I'm going to speak my mind and it might be some off the radar, off the rails type of thing, but you got to understand that it comes from a good place. Like everything I say comes from my experiences, comes from things that I've saw, been through, or witnessed. So when when and I and I always tell anybody that does my show, just just be you you know so I think you're gonna get that there are some things that will make you laugh there are some things that'll make you cry there are some things that will make you angry but the thing about it is is it comes from the heart it comes from uh me being able to stand up and say the things that I want to say and um I think a lot of times yes even myself I have to be like when i go back and listen to the episodes i'd be like wow i said that or oh, i did that and but i think i've toned down a little bit because some of my early episodes i was really really off the off the rocker but <laughs> um yeah i was i was worse than what y'all hear now like I was beyond worse. Like if you go back to like season one when it was just me, oh, I had a ball. But um, I think I got I I got married, and my wife before I got married, she would hear the show and she would be like, um, I don't see this person, and I tell her like, of course you wouldn't see this person because. I'm trying to, I'm trying to win you over. So, of course, you wouldn't see the thoughts, but I think she will tell you. And the biggest thing that she gets from it is, um, I I mean well, but I guess it don't come off that way sometimes. So a lot of things they be like, man, did you really just say that? Did you? And even you, I know you have had the moments like. Yeah, I I don't know what to say about this, brother, but <laughs> um because I think I think it's different. We got an episode with you, and you know mm-hmm. that was a very personal episode because I opened up on a personal note that I never really dive into. A lot of times when it comes to relationships and things like that, I make jokes. I make um I deflect myself from these things, I'll laugh about it. But um, that that episode is probably one of my favorites because I was going through, well, I had went through the topic and you know it was nice to have three other brothers on there that one of them isn't married, one of, and the other three are. So it was good to have four different perspectives and that's what you're going to get with us. You're going to get people who come from all over that have their own mind, their own vision and their own words. And that is what, you know, I hope to bring as we roll on to season seven. um, I said that this season I will be having more serious content. Like I'm not going to change from what has worked so far, but, I am going to dive more into those serious topics because I see a lot of people around me are, they're diving into the, uh, the domestic violence talks and the, the uh, black lives matter talks and all of that. So I want to dive more into that, but you know, I have to watch how I approach those topics because I will make, make, make a, a funny thing out of it but then you have to think and it's not funny but you would have to think that people out here take those things very serious so i had to make sure i had to prepare myself because if i talk and tell y'all how i really feel i think i'm one of those people that um because let me tell you okay so look i had with all the stuff that had been going on in the world and uh i think this was when the george floyd thing first started and i got on facebook and i said um we always rush to white on black crime but we never do the same when it's black on black crime. I had people block me. <laughs> I had I had people unadd me on Facebook. I had people I had angry inboxes. I had people telling me black on black crime don't exist. I had um my business that I had, I had people uh pull out the business all because I'm saying that we don't we don't stand up for our own when it's against our own, but we are quick to go do other things and fight against other races and all of this and all of that. But when it comes to our own, we don't put up that same type of fight. And it made me realize that I am going to definitely come back to this because I have to speak my mind. So I'm one of them people. Yes, I make a lot of jokes. Um, I say a lot of things, but a lot of things I be meaning. And I think that's what draws people in because they don't know what he's going to say. Like, you know, is he serious right now? Is he he for real? And then I have these four people around me who I like yeah, dog, I I, I can't agree with you on that. Or actually I can agree with you, but I can't, you know, here's why, you know, things like that. So it's always good to have people around you who get what you're trying to do, but would also tell you when you went too far.
0: I'm going to stop you because
1: I'm going to tell I
0: like I understand why people was upset. And I would have been upset reading that. I wouldn't have. (laughs) I wouldn't have blocked you, but I would have told you what I was feeling, and I and the reason people get upset is because they're two different things. Like when when black people kill black people, mm-hmm. yeah, we we can't we should say something, but we're not sworn to protect and serve. They are, yeah. They're the train police are trained. To de-escalate situations, right. but yet somehow the situation keeps getting escalated, and it only happens with us. So that's why people get upset. Is you know, we we had we yes, our community has some things that we need to work out: crime, mm-hmm. um, getting back to family, so many things. But that doesn't mean that a police who's trained to apprehend a suspect you know, do his job, that doesn't mean he has to do it with lethal force. So that's why people get upset.
1: But my, my thing with that was, um, I was speaking like, not only do we as black men, we have to worry about uh, the police the 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 ones that are trained to serve and protect not only do we have to worry about them on one hand we have to worry about the same people that are the same skin color as us uh that grew up in the same communities as us that raise their kids in the same neighborhoods as us it's like we are we're walking in the middle because either side you know we are never gonna be comfortable we are never gonna be all right so I think and and it's a prime example of what of what I was saying, like, um, you know how we're doing all the loons and things of that when when it's the cop killing. But then in Chicago, um, a little seven year old girl got shot and killed at McDonald's, just going to get some McDonald's here. Yeah. And I asked, I made a post and I said, OK, I would hope. Because I'm from Chicago, but I'm in Minnesota right now, I said, I would hope that we are out here um, tearing up these stores and buildings and things for this little girl too. Because- I hear you, I'm not, gonna stop you, because I hear you. Go
0: ahead. But the, again, two different situations. Yeah, what you I saw- You can't compare, you can't, again, you can't compare Um, people who are sworn. Again, remember, let's keep this in mind. When you when you swam to be an officer, mm. you, you train for, I don't know, eight, nine months, yep. and then you take an oath that you were there to protect and serve. That's what you're there to do. You're not there to play God. You're not there to execute lethal orders. You're not there for that. And when you look at it, you see it only happens to black and brown people. I mean, look. I'm not one of the ones who watch all these crazy videos with yeah. um, people getting apprehended by the police. I, I don't do that because I need to protect my peace. All but right. the few that you do see, it's clear. It's like they don't they don't value our lives. They don't handle us the same, and it's not fair. But absolutely not. That's their issue. Our issue with the you know with the. Unfortunately, a young girl losing her life, that's a totally separate issue. And we do need to clean that up. I'll oh, just be clear. I'm not saying we don't have problems we don't need to clean up because we do, but we can't lump those problems together. They need to the 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 police need to they need to get their act together. They need to really ironically police themselves because mm-hmm. they're not doing their jobs, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. You're trained, and yet you you you're saying you're confusing a taser with a with a nine mill. Yeah, or whatever yeah, that happened, that
1: happened out here too. That happened in
0: Minnesota. Yeah, too. it's like so, like yeah. the things they're doing is inexcusable. Like mm-hmm. you you don't you know when you it's one thing to make a mistake on a job, and you know the person could live to tell about it. The, yeah. When when you kill a person, you've There's changed no back, their though. life. You've ended their life. Mm-hmm. You've changed everybody around their lives forever. Even even when you pay, even when you pay these families these multi-million dollar lawsuits, it doesn't bring the person back. It doesn't take away the pain of losing a loved one. It doesn't it doesn't take away the fact that those children are grow up without their father or their mother. That those things need to be accounted for, and that's the that's the thing. If you have a job. You need to you need to do your job as you're trained to do. And if you don't do it the way you're trained to do, you need to be held accountable.
1: Absolutely. So. And that's and that's and that's the beauty of it. Um, what I was saying was I saw a lot of monkey, see monkey do stuff with with these, with these uh uh killings, with these uh cop shootings. I seen a lot of stuff like people started to lose the essence of when I saw all that looting, because again, I was in Chicago at the time when, when it happened in Minnesota and Chicago got involved and they started looting all these stores and things. And then I was watching it like, okay, y'all are taking from y'all own community. Like, um, these were my thoughts. I didn't go public with these thoughts, but I was like, I was like, okay, y'all are tearing down our stores. Y'all I say ours because it's in our community. We fund it, and I was like, okay. So what if your 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 mom or your grandma, or anybody needed needed medicine? What if your kids needed diapers or anything? What are you actually doing in the in the short game? Because then you had a whole lot of businesses like, okay, I'm gonna get my insurance money and I'm gonna pull my stores out this neighborhood. Yeah. So you actually the loot. I never understood the looting. like. I I get it. You're angry, but why take out your mouth to prove a point? Because you have these billion dollar corporations who have everything insured. So it's like, you're not killing their pockets. You know, I watched a lot of stores like, man, I'm not building my store. I'm not rebuilding. I'm not, not in this neighborhood. So it, I, I, I get people are angry. I'm not telling people not to be angry, but I just didn't understand. And then you had people who were loot just to loot. They weren't looting yeah. for, for the calls. That's what was making me so bad. Like you guys aren't even, don't even know what y'all out here, uh, looting for you are just looting. Cause you see somebody else doing it. And that's cool. But I just felt like, uh, and this is why I wanted to podcast because couldn't nobody tell me. No. Could nobody tell me what I couldn't say. Um, I set my own limits. I pushed my own buttons. I wanted to work hard and do something that I wanted to do and because couldn't nobody tell me not to. But I've had my team yeah. tell me, like, yo, you went to four. Like, I have episodes that I we recorded that I never put out because uh, <laughs> the, the, the topics and everything that was said, I think, would have ruffled some feathers or you know what I'm saying something like that. So I have at least 12 episodes that are in the vault that will probably never ever get released. Um and 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 that's the beauty of it. Sometimes, you know, you have to have those moments where nah I don't want to put this out. This this here is above and beyond controversy. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and, and it's okay in, in that, that's the beauty of being your own boss when you do these things, because you can make those decisions and it doesn't hurt anybody else. Like it doesn't hurt anybody's pockets or anything. So, um, yeah, there's about 12 of them that probably will never see the light of day and it's okay because I can always record. I mean, we record, that we record about seven days a week man like we're doing we're doing something for seven days like um and then i work gotta deal with all these kids gotta deal with being a husband gotta deal with uh being a son and uh and everything else so my schedule is like really crazy so i took time like the last couple weeks i took time and i fell back i just Focused on one thing, cause um, I just focused on one thing, and that was uh, fixing the uh, black podcast conglomerate. I was just focused on that because I felt like I was getting burnt out, and I found okay. myself. I'm, I'm gonna stop you for a minute, cause I'm glad
0: you got to that, cause that's that's the the biggest thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. The black, the black. Say it again, cause I, I, I said it wrong. The black, black podcast, podcast conglomerate. conglomerate black podcast conglomerate correct yep okay when he when what made what gave you the idea to do that first of all before you before you okay let me back up i want you to explain what gave you the idea to do it and what exactly is the black podcast conglomerate
1: um what gave me the idea to do it was i see so many um communities sticking together um when you do these podcasts and conferences or when you see these podcasts and conferences out here you do not see uh, a person of color too often running those type of things and um an idea hit in my head like we could really do something we are strength in numbers we can really do something and build something and shake the ground a little bit so um, I was talking to my wife and I was like I want to do something different if I can get some of these podcasts because all this coincided with what we were doing this season I wanted to build a network with other shows so I was like okay I got such a big good relationship with this podcast let me tell them what i got going on and how we can build and how we can come together and we can have an actual black podcast community now i don't want i don't want people to get it confused and say that it's just for black podcast but it's started by us founded by us built by us and it comes off our work so anybody can join it but i i call it the black podcast conglomerate because It is hardworking individuals that come together and put something uh, to fruition. And I wanted to build a community where we grew together, we collab, we shared ideas, we did everything together as a unit, as one. We share each other's things, we share each other's content, we promote, we cross brand, we do this, and we're doing it all and we're working all as a unit. And that was what I wanted to do. And I'm seeing it and I'm loving it um we have so many dope podcasts of color and i just felt like we need to put this together because united it is a different feel you know what i'm saying when you have all of these shows collabing and working together and then we got the the first of all we got the we got the 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 community we got the uh our own version of versus battles. Uh that's the uh we have our own versus battles. We me, me, Dale just read, uh, and Rudy. We came together and we were like, okay, we love music. So let's do this, let's have battles, let's do this. So we put a twist with it. We got other podcasts involved. So now it has spread it from just us to different podcasts and that's a beautiful thing then we got the uh the online radio station that we're putting together that's something else and we are in the uh we all almost at the finish line with that and that's just dope uh twenty four seven full of content full of uh dope shows and i think I think a lot of and what's different is Um, we record different shows, record exclusive content that you can only hear on, on the station. Like a lot of people put out content every week, but I have a a few that are doing like putting out exclusive things and that's going to help bring awareness to what we're doing. So it's like, it's just a community. It's just, uh, podcasters from all over and i mean from all over from ireland from the united states all over the states just coming together and putting something together and working together because it's a bad stigma that uh people of color can't work together and i hate that i truly hate that like we can come together Why do we only have to come together for funerals and weddings and, and free, free at the club before 11. Like, no, we can, we can come together for good things. And when I look at shows like yours, uh, cool out corner, unprofessional opinion, uh, ladies Lair, the man cave, uh, life unplug. When I look at those kind of shows coffee with Kendra and all those kind of shows, I look at those shows and be like, these are dope people and we are going to take our credit. And that's just how it is. Like when you do podcasts, it becomes a full-time job. You know, like it becomes, if you have a, a regular job, it becomes your second job because all the recording, all the looking for guests, all the editing, all the promo, everything that comes with it, it becomes a job. So you have to look at it like, okay, do I want to keep working this hard? I mean, I know I'm being heard, but do I want to keep working this hard just to be heard or do I want to work this hard to set up and build a future? So that is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help my people and Lamp, you're a part of this. You know, you you low key behind the scenes, but we are we are we move and operate and we do things because um we want to see each other win, truly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see nobody fall. Like, if somebody fall, we are there to pick each other up, you know. Um, and that's the booming business of being a podcaster. You can network. I can call just about any of you guys and just be like, hey, you know, me and you, we need to talk. Let's talk. Let's, you know. And it don't even necessarily have to be about podcast. Right. It right. could be just, yo, you got experience with this. How did you deal with it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it. I don't know how many, um, outside relationships that you have with different podcasts, but I just got to say, man, and this is no blowing smoke up to you, what you do with your show and how you bring people, uh, authors and business owners and, you don't just stick to one lane like you bring uh different people to the yard and that's what inspires me like that that is truly one of the things that I'm doing next season like I am bringing business owners and authors and and nurses and things of that because I listen to your show and I love it like the the one-on-one setting is like dope. Nobody's over talking, over talking or talking too long. It's just you and that person. That is like the dopest thing to me, man. So shout out to you for what you do. You like one of the OGs <laughs> in the podcast community of ours, man. So I look to you, even though I don't say too much because I know I know you doing your thing, man, but I, I give people they flowers when they are there and what you was doing is dope. And I'm glad we finally was able to do this because I've seen heard some so many of the episodes and I've had a lot of the community on that. The Black Podcast conglomerate has been on here and I was like, yo, he gotta <laughs> get one, with me, man. Like, come <laughs> on now. So um it is beautiful, man. So I like to give people their flowers, man. This this is a dope platform. This is one, and I have a lot in my rotation, but this is one, every time you drop, I have to share, I have to listen, I have to go out and take my time and support because that's what helping each other out is about, you know, and that stigma that people of color can't work together, we are slowly chipping away at that. I don't know if we'll be able to fully, fully knock that wall down, but we are chipping away at it and that's what makes me happy. That's why I started this uh, conglomerate because I wanted to kill that stigma so bad.
0: Man, let me, first of all, to hear that from you, man, listen, I, I, I'm humbled. I really appreciate it because, you know, like you said, we both record, we both put a lot into this. So the fact that I know you listening and you supporting and you share my work, which I've seen you do, and I, I, I thank you so much, man, because listen, we both know we're not going to grow without each other. So for you to first of all listen to the show, that's that's enough in itself. But then to share it, man, I'm so grateful and I'm and I'm honored that you listen to my podcast and you find inspiration from it to want to do other things because that's the goal. Um, you know, I, my po- i tell people all the time, like after we finish recording, my podcast is not about me. If I want it to be about me. I'll come down here and I'll hit record and I won't have anybody as a guest. I'll just keep it about me. So it's, it's all about highlighting the person that I'm talking to. And I'm glad that we got this opportunity to talk because I wanted to give you the chance to highlight what you're doing. I wanted to let you share your, the Black Podcast conglomerate because I, I love what you're doing. I like how, I like how you share people's work. I, I love how you move. You're you, um, you constantly supporting people. I always see you supporting people and sharing people's work. So I really respect that and admire that about you, man. And I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Word of mouth is everything, man. I have uh, so many people inbox me. Man, how can I be down with what y'all doing? How can I do this? How can I do that? How can I be a part? Tell me, give me some tips, give me some advice. And I just be like, man, just, you know, we open to helping anybody. You have a lot of people who even though they busy as ever will take the time to help all you have to do is ask and i think i think that's the beauty of this i don't i don't think we have any egos and if i if they do they don't they don't show them to us like i've never seen any in inside this circle i've never seen any egos i think everybody's out to help you know because they realize the same thing that you just said together we can do something very very different and so um i'm i'm very i'm one of them people no matter how big i get i'm still very approachable i'll never you know forget where i came from and that's and that's what my name my my name my name is big smash but it doesn't mean what that means it just means uh born in grace and same man in same hood it's like And what that is, is I'll never forget where I came from. I get too big to remember, uh, how hard I worked to get to where I am. I had so many people slam doors in my face. So many people tell me I couldn't do it. I wasn't going to be nothing. I couldn't make it. Uh, I'll never be as good as this person, this, 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 and this. And then I turned out and now we are doing, um, some amazing things and we just got to keep pushing. I'm not I'm not getting complacent. I'm not satisfied right now. And to me, that is the most dangerous part of being me, the fact that I am not satisfied. <laughs> so I still feel like there is work to be done. There's more improvement to be made. So that is a dangerous mind to have somebody who feels like, hey, my kids are good. I'm good. I got a roof over my head. I'm living the good life. I'm in love. All of these things, and I'm still not satisfied. I still feel like I can do better. I can get more. So um, I just keep pushing. And I, I I know a lot of times I say some outlandish things, but probably one of the best things that I tell people is continue to push. Don't let anybody tell you that you are not good enough. I heard that all my life you know my mom was the only one of probably the only people to ever tell me yo whatever you want to do go do it and i know that sound real cliche like you could be whatever you want to be it sound real cliche but it is the truth and i carried that for my my entire life like yo i'm gonna get out here and do this Mm -hmm. um I I did the rap thing and I thought like that was my calling, you know, I thought that was my calling. Um, (laughs) and I tell people all the time, like I came a long way, my first ever rap name, and this is no exaggeration. My first ever rap name was the freaky thug romantic gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) So I came a long way from that. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. just hearing that, I know you
0: came a long yeah, way. Yeah, man. I,
1: I came a long way from that, man. I had a whole game plan, like, and I came a long way from that. And I was just like, yo, if you can come and accomplish anything you want to, don't let nobody put you in the box. Um, There'll be times I want to quit. I want to fall. I want to be like, man, I don't want to do this no more. But then I have nine sets of eyeballs watching everything I do. Yeah, That's my kids. They watch everything that I do. You know what I'm saying? So the look of failure, I can't give to them. I can't tell them, yo, you can't eat today because I ain't got no money or you can't do football practice. Cause I ain't got no money. You know, I'm one of them people. Yo, if I, if, if I tell you, you could be whatever you want to be, I want to live by that. I want to get out there. So I get out there and that's what make that's another reason why I do all this. My kids, my kids, I felt like, man, when I tell y'all look, and I tell people this because it's inspiration for, for nine years, Nine years, I did not have a nine to five. Nine years of my life, I did not have a nine to five. I sold CDs and DVDs and workout videos for nine years. And I paid all my bills. I took care of my kids off of that. It was a lucrative thing for me because I have a business mind. I know how to present my craft. And then something hit me um some people ran tried to run up in my crib Mm. and they didn't succeed but they tried and that is when i realized that yo i gotta do something different if i was something was to happen to me right now what would my kids have these cds and dvds yeah yeah it's a nice you know remembrance but you know just because it worked for me don't mean it'll work for them and i would never want my children out here doing that but i had to do something different i went and got out of chicago i went i went and found me a career um i work in the health field i help take care of people uh with disabilities uh mental disabilities so um It's always going to be a job in that line of work. Mm. So I work for the state. So I wanted to get 401ks and life insurance and all of that stuff for my kids. Because, again, if something happened to me at that time, they wouldn't have had anything. Wow. You know what I'm saying I always tell people my oldest son I had my first kid when I was 20 he saved my life literally because I was out here doing knucklehead things that I had no business doing okay I was out here doing the dumbest things and when I had my son um that put me in a different light. It put me in a different position. It put me in a different spot. Um, And that was my first life-changing moment. My second life-changing moment was when I got married. I didn't think I was gonna get married, man. I thought I was gonna be this playboy for life, kind of dude, can't tell me nothing. I'm gonna live my life. I'm shiny suits and I'm in the club, all of that type of things. You know, and then I got married. That was a life-changing experience, man. I have went through a hell of a ride with that, but I wouldn't trade her or that for anything. So those are things that push me to be better. I know people say, what makes you better? What pushed you to be better? And then you have people out here that be like, well, nobody made me, I'm self-made. No, I just credit those three moments to what changed me. You know, because I could have been dead. I could have been in jail. I could have been messed up in bad situations, loaning, borrowing money from people, things of that nature. And instead, I'm out here doing my own thing. I always wanted to be one of those people who worked hard for everything they had. Because if I did that, you can't say I owe you. You can't say you made me, or you put me in a position that I am in. You can't tell me that because I get up every single day and I grind. I work hard. I teach my kids, hey, I don't sit around all day and do nothing. And my kids start to feed off of that. So those are the things that are important to me. Um, my son is getting ready to go to high school and it's like, I look back and I came a long way from when he was born. You know, when he was born, I was still doing knucklehead things, but I was there for him every single day, no matter what I was doing. And those are the type of things that changed me and made me want to be better. So when I look at this podcast and when I look at the conglomerate, when I look at being married, all of these things, I couldn't have pictured it 10 years ago. 14 years ago I couldn't have pictured it because I was in the streets I wanted to be I wanted to be Billy Badass and I realized after losing so many friends after watching so many people get locked up and having to visit people and having to do all of that I realized this is not the life I wanted so I wanted to get out here and grind and I'm doing that every single day like I don't have a filter. I don't have a a stop button. And I won't stop until I reach where I want to reach. I have a bunch of pinnacles in my mind, and I just have to get out there and get them. And as long as my head is on straight and I'm doing what I have to do, I'll be all right. That's how I see
0: it. Wow. Listen, brother, I really appreciate you coming by the podcast, stopping by the podcast, and taking the time to record because we both had shows and, you Know you recording on mine takes away from yours, so I humbly thank you for doing this.
1: Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Thank you.
0: Before we end, let's make sure we tell the people how they can follow you, how they can listen to the podcast.
1: Uh, Bet the House Podcast, um, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, uh, Facebook, just Bet the House Podcast, Apple Music, everywhere, everywhere you could think of, Amazon, Pandora, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Uh, we everywhere. So, yeah, we everywhere.
0: I want to, again, thank you for, for taking the time to do this. And I wish you all the best with the conglomerate moving forward and also the
1: podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah,
0: definitely. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast and your continuous support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple
1: Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening, your continued support. Have a great day.